Carden. Blair. Buddy, episode eight. Episode eight. Milestone. <laughs> no, that was episode seven. Oh, right. You know what? When well, we did episode just... four, I thought, there's no way. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> okay, now quit saying that. <laughs> okay. Quit so... saying that. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, episode what's eight. going on? What, what, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Well, you know what? Um, in the in the last week since we chatted, um, not a whole lot. You know, this uh, this this January has been beautiful. So I've been doing a lot of uh, outdoor work, nice. stuff that I normally don't get a chance to do because it's usually twenty five below zero. Right. So <laughs> no, I, I've really been enjoying it. It's uh, it's nice. It, it gets it's kind of a it's kind of a double edged sword, and you you uh-huh. feel guilty for enjoying it because you're going. Well, we need the snow, you know, we yep. need the, we need the, the snow melt and the, and the snow in the mountains and stuff. You need it, but oh, man, 50 degrees in January oh, is man. really nice. It's super nice. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, okay, the other shoe's going to drop when <laughs> and you don't want to be caught outside when it happens. Cause it'll, oh, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, and it, it just, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, it, it, it only takes one or two Februarys where you average in about 25 below to make you really, really appreciate even 30 degrees in the winter. Oh so no, yeah, no doubt about that. That's for sure. No, it's, it's beautiful. How about yourself, buddy? How's life in the fast lane? Life is good. Life is great. Um, you'll never guess what I just came from. I, uh, uh, wow. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Take a shot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where you just came from. Yeah. Um, Mm. Ah, where did uh, our people i'm gonna say a massage parlor oh man that was actually that was a lot closer than i thought no i just uh i got a a christmas gift of a hot shave and a haircut oh so i just came from uh what i felt like was an old-timey barber experience wow okay first question i have is who gave you the gift uh jenna jenna okay that's what i was afraid shout out to jenna love you it was amazing no, no, Cardin, I don't, I don't think you get it, buddy. What? She's just controlling you. That's just another way of controlling you. Hey, well, if this is control, then call me a robot because I'm into it, baby. <laughs> a, ro- a robot. <laughs> no, see, she didn't like your hairdo. Oh, and, oh, really? She, oh, that, okay, I don't think she liked your haircut. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's kind of a soul. Well, we've, we've already had the uh, beard <laughs> talk, so we know she doesn't have a beard, you know? So yes. Wait a minute. Did you still have the beard? I, you know what? I, I, I oh, only grew it out for this occasion. So it was only on like day seven, but the, that woman oh. was like, she was super, super nice. Uh, and I'm going to shout out to her too, Leanne. Uh, she was amazing. She was, she was great. She did a great job, but she like got through it and kind of subtly at one point said, wow, your hair is like, um, it's like, there's not, a, there's not like a lot of it, but the stuff that is there is just like really, really wire coarse. <laughs> Where is she talking about on your head? No, on my chin. Oh, <laughs> <The> beard. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment if she's Apparently, talking about your head like, hair. No, I was doling blades like every two <laughs> two scrapes. She's like, yeah. So, so let me get this straight. Jenna successfully got you to cut your hair and shave yeah. that gnarly beard, and you yeah. thought it was a gift. Well, that's amazing. That's love the is blind. A guy could get. <laughs> well, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I don't get gifts like that. I just, I think my wife just, she doesn't care. She's given up she, on she's me. Too used to the goat. 
She doesn't want to see it. <laughs> and I wear a baseball cap a lot. You know, I'm one of those, I'm one of those outdoor people that I, I just, I wear a cap all the time. So a good haircut is kind of a waste. You see, know? that's really funny. Cause when I, this is, I'm, this is going to sound strange, but I'm going to throw it out there. When I okay. picture you, you don't have a goat or a hat on. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I've got your, your, we were just in the same room, literally like not even seven days ago. And it, what was it? It was like, it was like four days ago. And I still in my head, I can't see you with a goatee. Wow. Have you ever seen me without a goatee? No, never. I don't think I ever have. Wow. I guess that maybe that's a hint. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a little gift from you that's a shave and a, you know. Yeah, there you what, go. What did you get? A shave and a, a, and hop, a, shave haircut. And a haircut. hop shave and a haircut. Yeah, and she uh, she actually even straight razored the back of my oh, head. Like nice. the whole thing. Yeah. So I got a, I got the real deal. I was pampered a little bit. Have you ever had the straight razor on your whole face? That's what just happened. Oh, you oh, well, you you mentioned that she did the back with the straight razor. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, so yeah. she shaved your whole yep. face with the did straight the razor. Thing. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And, 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 you know, it's a great experience, but is it a little, was it a little, cause I've had it done twice. Was it a little nerve wracking to you to have this woman coming so close to your throat with a straight edge razor? Most definitely. And I'll tell you why too, because it's just like the dentist experiment, uh, excuse me, experience <laughs> where they're like talking to you while you're in there and you're like, yeah, yeah I, uh, and that's what it was like. She was like, had the razor on my neck and she was like, so anyways, and, um, where do you live at? I'm like, if I talk, you're going to cut right through my throat. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got a giant Adam's apple and that thing's going to be moving around like a gopher under the ground. So, so no, yeah, I you think about that. And, and I know they're trained. I know obviously they practice and they, they know what they're doing, but still it's a little, it's a little disconcerting. I think. Yeah, it is. It is definitely, but you know, my life was in her hands and I trusted her completely. So, uh, okay. the other side. Are you going to go back on your own volition? Are you going to go back without somebody buying wow. you a gift oh, certificate? Yeah. That, you know, that's a great question. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think. Wow! So. After the shout out and everything, you're, yeah, you're, you know, it was just a one time deal, huh? I, I'm not rescinding the shout out, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, no. So, I like. I do like being pampered. I, I like that. But you know, that it was. It was like two hours, two and a half hours. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was a long okay. time. Long time. Yeah. So that's it's crazy. Like, can I invest two and a half hours in a different place? Yes. Am I glad for the experience? For sure. Will I go again? Maybe in like five years or something. Yeah. But am I gonna? get on the, the a calendar for three months. No, no. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's nice. Well, yeah, um, okay, buddy. So, uh, good, good topic we got going tonight. You, you gave a teaser last episode, um, drugs. Yeah. Wait, hold on for a second, Blair. <laughs> Whatever are you doing, Cardin? Oh, it me? It like you're uh, blowing up a balloon. Nothing illegal. According you, to our great state, are you making balloon animals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, that's know. right. Okay, Just clowning as of, around. <laughs> as of January first, Montana yeah. uh, joined the legalized recreational marijuana club. Yes. Okay, so. Um, I guess let's just kick this off. You know, th this is this is pretty new. We've had medical marijuana legalized for a few years. Um. 
and this was coming. You, you saw it coming. It, it it was brought up before. And <clears throat> did it surprise you it passed in Montana, being a pretty conservative? I, I was I was surprised it passed. I was, but you know what? I think I was convinced um, that it was going to pass prior to when I started talking to people. And and you know what? There, I would say the general response was kind of a shoulder shrug. They went, "Well, yeah, people are doing it," and 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 you know nobody could tell me why necessarily it should be legal to begin with. And then they kind of went, "Why aren't we getting revenue from it?" And if everyone's doing it anyways, so, so you saw it as a an obvious economical decision. Yeah. And I think a lot of people did too. I, I do, especially when you look at the ep- economics of some of the states that have already passed it oh, and, yeah. and the amount of money that they're bringing in uh, and tax revenues. Oh yeah. What they're able to, to funnel that into. And I think, um, I think it's a perfect example of other states being a test case and being, uh, doing it long enough to kind of see the repercussions for other states are just going to start falling like dominoes. Um, right. Right. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's probably true. I don't know, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's kind of hard because I'm not, I'm not really that well versed on the subject, you know, um, uh, when it, when it started to come up, uh, you, you just read about it, you see what other people have to say. And, you know, my opinion was, I, I you know, I guess to me, it ultimately comes down to, to a comparison with alcohol. Okay. Um, because I, I, I personally, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I kind of consider alcohol and marijuana of the same sort of, you know, substance. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not a big alcohol fan. You know, I, I drink socially once in a while. Um, and I, I, but I've also seen a lot of the issues that surrounds alcohol. And so I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not one of those people that just says, oh, it's, I don't dismiss alcohol, actually. I, I, I've seen firsthand and with people I know and, and things like that, the, the really severe consequences of, of alcohol and alcohol yeah. abuse. So, so I, you know, it's not this benign party substance that, you know, a lot of people want to make it out to be. So, so when marijuana, I guess, when it started getting brought up, I personally don't think it's any worse than alcohol. And actually my, my personal opinion is I think it's better than alcohol in a lot of regards, you know? Yeah. Now let me, uh, let me just ask you this so that we were, um, so I'm, uh, that I'm clear. And I think it would be good for um, people to know too. What is your experience with marijuana? So I'm, I'm, and the reason I say that is because it's, I think a lot of people have a broad spectrum, uh, excuse me, spectrum of experience with alcohol, right? Everybody. Yep, sure. Uh, you know, some way and somehow it's either affected or been a part of their lives. Right. I don't know if that's necessarily the case for marijuana. I think a lot of people, um, especially the law abiding citizens have probably, you know, have very little run-ins or any experience with marijuana at all. It's kind of Um, almost like a mysterious factor. Well, I, I know I'll, I'll talk about me personally, but then statistically, I know that I think uh, marijuana is a lot more prevalent than maybe you think it is, um, according to what I've read. But as far as me personally, um, I never even saw marijuana until I was 19, I think. And it, it, it again, it's not because it wasn't out there. It's just that wasn't my thing. Gotcha. Um, the drinking age when I was um, when I graduated high school was 19, so I could legally drink alcohol when I was 19. Matter of fact, I was the last they only had that drinking age lowered for a little bit. And, um, uh, right after my birthday, 
you know, coincidentally it, it went back to 21, but, um, you know, and I, I, I was a, you know, I was, we partied in high school and stuff. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. lie. And uh, beer was our main, you know, our main vice. Um, and so marijuana for me and my group of friends was really not a, a big thing at all. Um, gotcha. and so, um, I did, I did try it, um, when I was out of high school. Um, I didn't really like it. Um, I, I never really smoked cigarettes or anything like that. So I, I didn't, I didn't really like inhaling smoke and okay. it wasn't comfortable. Um, as far as the high part, um, it was, I mean, it was okay. Uh, you know, it just didn't really resonate with me. So I, I, I did it, um, a few times and then I didn't do it for years. Um, and then when I was in college a little bit, you know, again, it had a lot to do with who you're hanging out with and, and, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, but I, I never, I never, you know, I, gosh, I don't think I ever bought any marijuana all through college. It just, you know, if somebody was around, you had a few drinks, you, you know, took a hit or something. Not everyone. Never paid for drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you asked. (laughs) So, but I mean. So, yeah, I'm not the best person to talk about, you know, um, the use because I haven't used it a whole lot. Um, gotcha. So, uh, what about yourself, Carden? Yeah. You do so, tell. <laughs> my, a little bit different experience. <laughs> I, so, I think uh, I probably, um, uh, the first time I tried it was definitely in high school. I, I think I was, a, uh, I was driving, so I was probably a, a sophomore. And then uh, probably um, picked up use, you know, it, it, like you said, it's just a friends group thing. And the friends group that I was with, it just kind of hit them. Um, I should say it hit us hard in, in high school and it was around and it was prevalent and accessible, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I probably ramped up to where I was probably, mm, I bet I was high pretty much my whole senior year, probably. Uh, and, but then, and then it tapered off quite significantly after that, um, some, some use in, in college, but not much. Um, but so that was pretty much isolated to, to those years. Um, and yeah, I was, I, I would say that I was spoken pretty frequently, um, when yeah. I was, uh, in, in the height of it. So, right. So I'm curious what, what caused you to taper off, especially at that age? To be honest with you. And I know it sounds dumb because of how much I used it. I never really liked it. I know that's well, was crazy. It, was it a kind of an anxiety? Did, were you self-medicating kind of yeah, a deal? Self-medicating for sure. But the thing was, it was it was strange how it worked in my life because I was self-medicating because of my anxiety and kind of just anxiousness in general. Um, but I could only do that in a certain friends group, right? So people that I felt really close with, I could mm-hmm. kind of use this and be able to just just be able to calm down and relax and not be anxious. But it had the exact opposite effect if I was around people I didn't know. To the point where, you know, I would spend hours and not even say anything if I was at a party, just kind of clam up. Really? (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It it was, it, 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 so it, you know, it it was like the, the Jekyll and Hyde portion of it. So um, I think I realized it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, this is, you know, all stemming from this one thing. And once it tapered off, I really and cleared my head and all that stuff um, is when it, um, that kind of anxiety subsided and I started, you know, kind of working out and, and finding different avenues to try to self-medicate um, the kind of anxiety that I felt and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just never really liked it. You know, it was a friend thing for me. So it was, 
uh, I, I found friends through it. I kind of found an identity into it. And then, you know, when you get a friends group that are doing it and you find an identity into sure. it, then yeah. you really separate yourself from it. And yeah. and that's kind of how, how uh, it ended up being at the state that it was in. So, so yeah, so I've had experience with it and I've seen, to be honest with you, I know it's kind of cliche, but I've seen the, the gateway effects of the, the drug itself too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a list of pros and cons and that's something, you, you know, we're probably going to talk about a little bit later, but, um, you know, for me <clears throat> too, and going back to college, um, I had some friends that they, uh, you know, I can, I can think of a couple in particular and one of them had never smoked marijuana before he got to college ever. Yeah. And he turned into a major head. I mean, the guy, the, the guy would roll out of a bed and take a hit. And I mean, that's, that's what he did every day. Yeah. And it, it, you know, um, and I'm sure there was other factors, but it definitely, his, his whole lifestyle changed and I'm not blaming it on marijuana. I'm saying that was a part of it. Um, and he was a really smart kid. Um, he had a lot of academic, uh, scholarships and stuff and he really, he ended up bailing on school, I think his sophomore year. Um, just, he, he wasn't attending class and stuff. And yeah. I, I know that's one of the things that, and it's kind of a cliche con of marijuana is it kind of zaps some people with, um, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. that, that motivation that kind of get up and go. It's guess, the, you know? it, is, it is the classic <laughs> apathy drug for sure. And I've, I've seen things where it just like, uh, you know, that it has an emotion spectrum, right? Where your highs and lows and what marijuana does, it cuts out all your highs, but it also cuts out all your lows. So you're just kind of, just kind of right in the middle, zipping along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely. I mean, I had that effect for sure. I mean, talk about a motivation zapper or apathy. It's like, man, I've got a lot of stuff to do today. I could really... <laughs> Uh, no, you know what? No, okay. <laughs> I'd rather watch cartoons. Yeah, there's so much other video better. games to do today. That's great. Sleep sounds awesome. Um, well, so yeah, I, I definitely had that experience as well. Well, and that's a that's a thing with me is that you know, um, so I had a I, I have a brother, and he was seven years older than me, or still is, and so his era was more the pot. Yeah. Okay. And it was a constant battle with my, my folks and him because it, my dad was pretty straight laced guy and drugs yeah. were drugs. And he was one of those guys that, you know, you're smoking marijuana, you might as well be shooting heroin because they're all yeah. the same. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I remember that it, it, it caused a lot of, um, heartache in our family just because, um, my brother was just, he just was one of those guys that, you know, he was pretty stubborn and he obviously liked it. And I think looking back, I think he was self-medicating. Matter of fact, I'm positive he was. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, you just, you don't have all that information, you know, and I don't really blame my parents. My dad was a pretty rigid guy. And, and, you know, that I think is, is partially to blame. Um, I think a lot of parents would maybe be a little bit more open-minded, um, but, but I, I think he was, and I, and I, so, you know, as this marijuana thing became more prevalent in, in the course it, it, it came into our lives in Montana as a medical marijuana. And in, as you know, I worked at a hospital, um, I worked yeah. in sports medicine, but you know, I was in the hospital and worked with a lot of patients, you know, I always was a believer that whatever it, you know, with marijuana, things like that, if it is beneficial, if people get positive results from it, then it works. You know, right. and if, yeah. and if it's not harmful, 
you know, if it's not worse than, than what they're going through, then, you know, use it. Um, right. and, and so I, I try to be open-minded about stuff. I, I want to look at the facts and, and sometimes, yeah. you know, the facts don't tell the whole picture. Um, but, but I was, I was open-minded to it and looking back like at my brother, hundred percent, I can say he was, he was probably self-medicating in it. Now, do you think self-medicating anxiety issues, kind of that type yeah. of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, hundred percent. And, and that, you know, and you, you just see that now, you remember Ricky Williams, I know you're not a huge. <laughs> yeah. The dolphins running. Back. Yeah. Right, right, right. So <clears throat> the, the, the dolphins, um, you know, Ricky Williams was a phenomenal college running back and he, he was good in the pros too. And do you remember how much grief he took? He so used much. marijuana, um, for his anxiety and he, he failed the NFL drug test multiple times. Yeah. And I felt terrible for him because I'm like, you know, he, he, you know, it, it's like this, I think. And, you know, Ricky Williams get gets busted for drugs. Right. And the story gets out that he uses it for anxiety. And people are like, yeah, sure he does. Exactly. You know? yep, and exactly. it turns out he really does use it for anxiety. Right, right, you know? right. And in Cardin, so, so think about this. Can you imagine? And I, I don't have anxiety. Right. But can you imagine having maybe even severe anxiety and finding something that really makes life tolerable and having people say, no, you can't do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Here's some prescription pills instead. That's what I was just about to say. And I think that that is such a great point too, because what what are the other methods that people can use? Are are you like, well, have you tried alcohol? Do you think, you you know what I mean? Or here's a, here's bottles filled with prescription drugs yeah. that can help too. And you look at the the uh, um, the health benefits as far as um, pain numbing and kind of being able to deal with some, well, even, you know, marijuana is being used um, to treat chemo patients as well. And, and, and yeah, it has it, for a long time. Yeah. And if it works, you know what I'm saying? Then and I, I don't understand how it can be such a, I don't know. I mean, the more that I studied, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Tell <laughs> me where we're hypocrites. That's yeah. why we're we're a, we're a nation of hypocrites. You know, yeah, we, we are. And yeah. how is this a class one narcotic? Well, my, my whole thing was, and 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 this is my personal. You know, this this is going to deviate from facts, and it goes into my my opinion. Um, I've always looked at cigarettes and alcohol. And, and been amazed that you can go to va- virtually any little convenience store on the corner and buy both. Right. When we know the devastation caused by both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, and I am, I'm going to quote this because I'm pretty sure it's, it's current. 480,000 people in the United States die annually from cigarette-related illnesses. 480,000 annually. That's a mind- okay? Mind blowing statistic. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, uh, forty forty two thousand is secondhand smoke. Jeez. So you have forty two thousand people that died, and they're not even the ones that did it. And in alcohol, you know, alcohol, I think is the. I have some CDC stats, and I think alcohol is the third leading cause of death, preventable death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, behind, I think, uh, tobacco is definitely number one. And number two is, um, lifestyle, overweight, lack of exercise kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But but alcohol is, is a a major killer too. Plus it's not just the deaths, it's the devastation associated with 
chronic use of both. Oh, for right? sure. So, so again, my opinion was in, I was in the camp of, we live in a society where it's okay to go buy cigarettes and alcohol. Okay. I mean, they're, they're, it's okay. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you know, you know, and, and now there's a stigma with smoking because we know how unhealthy it is and how expensive it is to take care of people that have, have smoked, you know, with healthcare and things, right. but you can still go down to the convenience store and buy them. Right. right. Yep. And marijuana comes along and it's, it's been demonized for years and years and years. And it doesn't seem to have, you know, nearly the catastrophic events or, you know, statistics associated with alcohol and cigarettes. Oh, most definitely. And the, and the fact that and between the three of them, the fact that you can drink too much, get into a car and kill somebody else is just, you know what I'm saying? That the, the devastation I think is so important to, to focus on it. And, and we know that that you can do that with marijuana too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can, much, you can drive under the influence and things like that, but just the amount that happens with alcohol constantly where other people are being um, subjected to the will of people they don't even know and are, yeah. you know, either yeah. killed or uh, injured or um, it's, it's, it, it really, it's, when you really start looking at it and going through the argument, it's, it's almost crazy that it's been I, criminalized I for so long. <laughs> like when you look at it, you just kind of go, what? And then let's look at this statistic too. Colorado, right? Um, six years of legal pot sales, $1.37 billion in marijuana taxes. It, it, per year or total? Total over the course of the, of the last six years of pot sales. Wow. So that's let's a lot, just say yeah. this um, uh, Denver in general since 2014 has collected 209, uh, excuse me, $294.5 million in tax revenue. Just, just in from, Denver. Just in just, Denver. Yeah, just in Denver from marijuana taxes. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot, especially when you think, uh, I think they're allocating a quarter or a little less of a quarter than that straight into education. Well, yeah, actually that was going to be my question. Where does that, who, who earmarks that money for what? Okay. So, um, I, I did see this and, uh, so, um, it's earmarked education takes a big part of it. Um, uh, low income housing takes a big part of it. Um, a lot of it goes actually back into educating the youth on the effects of marijuana, if you can believe it. Sure. Um, so trying to keep, um, you know, kids under the age of 18, which is I think the legal age to, to not, um, to, to use. And then it kind of gets pieced and parsed from there. But those are the biggest ones. That's where it's predominantly going, at least in, in Denver. So, and I think that's that's pretty much a, a a microcosm for the rest of the state too. That's kind of right. how it's allocated. So. Yeah. No, I, I can I can believe it. And you know, and I think I I guess just kind of looking forward because it's 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 brand new, obviously uh, yeah. in Montana. Um, and you know, there is pros and cons, and and I think I think both camps. Um, need to be heard and have been heard. But you know, the, the, the big one that gets thrown around as the pro is the economic stimulus. Right. Right. Um, you're talking a lot of money now, of course, Montana doesn't have near the population that Colorado does, but still, I mean, proportionally that's, will will generate a lot of money. Yeah. And you know, <clears throat> I guess I'm, I'm still of the mindset that says, I don't really even care about the money. If, if this is a harmful, bad idea, for our society, then I say, screw the money and keep it out. 
but I yeah. don't think that's the case. I, I mean, I just don't. And I, you know, I, I've approached this like I approach most things and I try to be, you know, factually based and pragmatic and, and look at it, you know, for the big picture type. And I don't, and again, going back to the fact that, that cigarettes and alcohol are readily available anywhere. Right. Exactly. Um, is this any worse? And no, I, I don't think so at all. You know, yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I think if you, if you pose the question to informed people, or at least people that have done some some tertiary research, um, and and said, you know, would you would you rather have like a dramatic shift, right, where instead of recreationally people were drinking, they started recreationally using marijuana? Um, would you prefer that? And I think a lot of people would say yes. And just purely because of, I, I, th- I think that the devastation numbers, quote unquote, would go way down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I agree. And actually, um, that very point, um, I saw a study, a, a survey, and I don't know if you saw it or if you were kind of guessing, but what you just said was exactly what the results of the survey was, Bingo. is that, and even in people that neither drank or smoked pot, if they were given the choice to legalize one, most people, 60 some percent chose marijuana over alcohol. Wow. Because the perception, the perception of marijuana versus alcohol is more benign. Now, do do you think that some of that just the devil's advocate is just because of people's everybody, if they drink or not has experience with alcohol? Yes, hundred percent. So many people. We don't. We don't really know what we don't know. You know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe in ten years, yeah. is the exact same thing that happens, but we don't know. You Picard, know? Think, think about your life. Think in, in even if alcohol wasn't a problem directly in your family, yes. did you know a family that had an alcoholic or where alcohol was a severe problem? You know, oh, yeah, for and, sure. And you know I, what? I'll, I'll even take that a step further in my own life because I, I can definitely tell you that I abused both. And if, if there's one part that I would be like, oh, I wish I could take all that back, all the alcohol use. You know what I'm saying? Just just because of I'm, what in particular? Yeah, just because of the, the impacts um, physically. Oh, okay, um, I see what you're saying. The, you know what I'm saying? The impacts yeah. physically, emotionally, what it does to you, um, the, the kind of honestly – I never really, there's never a point when I was smoking marijuana that I went, wow, I've just become mentally a different person. But I think there's a few times you could, you could look at your alcohol um, use and where I, you know, drank to the point where I shouldn't have. And I went, wow, I was mentally a different person there. You know what I mean? That was not the person that, that I actually am. And I think the alcohol has that ability to do that, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of my own experience of the Jekyll and Hyde of me on alcohol or on, you know, me while intoxicated with alcohol versus marijuana. (laughs) And I did some pretty stupid, crazy shit while drunk. Yeah. I don't think I ever did anything stupid, crazy while high. No, I, I didn't have the motivation. I watched a lot of deep movies, um, yeah. listened to some great music, yeah. ate a lot of snacks, you know, yep. and um, various chips. Um, right. But it it didn't, yeah, it, it completely different effect on me. Yeah, um, I, 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 I completely agree. Yeah, completely, two completely different effects. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I think some people may say to the contrary with them, it's the, the opposite, but that's how it affected me. And, you know, and something too where, 
going back to the the self medicating thing, um, you know, if, if you look at if you look at our society right now, especially, I mean, there, there's so many. We we could have a a, a, a two month um, dedication to just the opioid crisis and things oh, like that. But yeah. if you look at the how how people are told to deal with ailments, whether it's uh, you know emotional, mental, um, you know anxiety, all that stuff. You know, the, the preferred method is take prescription drugs. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, that, that's basically, and, and obviously it doesn't work. That's, that's what has got us where we are in the, in the, the opioid, opioid crisis um, is that very mindset. Something like marijuana comes along and it, it has a lot of different applications yeah. and people are still stuck to this. Yeah, but it's illegal. You know, that's the, you know, it's, I mean, they have these, these kind of stereotype uh, ideas in their head and it, it just, and, and I think it's like anything else. It, it takes time and it's getting better, obviously. Yeah, um, it does. And it's, that is so funny that that stigma is still with it. Cause you could be like, Oh, it's illegal. Okay. Well, Johnny's going to go get slammed and not even know where he walks out of, uh, <laughs> you know, Oh yeah. But does he have a sober ride? It's like, okay, well, I, I know it's important, but I mean, <laughs> that's legal. I mean, you know what I yeah. mean? Everybody's well, within their rights to do that. Yeah. And I'm even talking about just, you know, versus having the, the bottle of pills, you know? Oh yeah. And, and you know, there was a, there was a, a kid that I coached and, um, he, he took, oh, he had, he had some, some emotional issues and his parents had taken to a psychiatrist and he was actually on some drugs. <clears throat> and, he started working out with me. Um, I coached him and, and he, he just really took to lifting and, and strength conditioning and stuff. And I remember his dad and his dad was a cardiologist and his dad, um, talked to me one time and he says, you know, I, I just want to tell you, he says, you know, working out with you has done more for our son than years of drugs and therapy. And they actually had pulled him off some of his medications. That's awesome. Because a lot of it was mood related, you know, and, and, you know, you know what it's like when you, when you get in better shape and you feel better and there's yeah. all this, you know, there's a lot of positivity that you, you know, yeah. emotionally that you feel okay. psychologically. Yep, totally. um, but, but, you know, it, it's just, it's just, that's the, that's the standard, you know, you're, you're feeling a little depressed. You're, you got some anxiety. Well, here's, here's some pills, you know. I know. And it's never. Um, I, and I don't know if it never goes this way or it's something that has found to be not productive, but why are we not describing like prescribing, um, healthy choices, looking at the whole, Hey, maybe have, when was the last time you took a walk or when was the last time you went for a jog or what is your, um, sleep? Yeah, I know yeah. you're depressed. Are you sleeping 12 hours a day? Are you sleeping six hours a day? Like why? Why? Are these conversations happening and I don't know about it or is it oh, just yeah, they are, but, me but like you know, people, they want the easy way. Right. I mean, exactly. you know, think about it. It, it. You know, you can go jog or you can take a pill and you know, right. what do you think most people are going to do? Go, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, um, right. but, but I, I, so, I mean, I, I, that's kind of people in a nutshell, people are going right. to gravitate towards what they, what they perceive as the easiest way to do it. Um, but, but, the the way that the system was set, the medical system, is has got to change. It's got to radically change. And it, I mean, it is to a degree, but but then you go, is it? Is it? I mean, we're prescribing less narcotics and we're prescribing <laughs> less good. Yeah. and stuff. But yeah, right. yeah. is the mindset changing? 
I don't think the mindset is changing at all. No, I don't. And, and, you know, and, and even in the midst of, um, everything that's happening, I mean, you know, you look at, um, big pharma companies, even, um, um, hospitals are being sued because of their doctors specifically are being sued because of their prescriptions of opioids and things like that. But really wh where's that story at? You know, it's, you don't see it. You have seven of the 10, something like that, of the top companies that we have are big pharma companies. Um, and if it's not opioids, it's going to be something else. Yeah. In, in my personal experience, it'll, yeah. it'll, don't you think? Well, absolutely. But, but don't kid yourself. Those big pharma companies are going to embrace marijuana and they're going to become yeah. the big marijuana companies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're totally right. In fact, I think I remember a long time ago um, seeing an image of something called uh, Marble Greens. So their Marlboro had already come <laughs> out. Marlboro. Yeah, Marlboro. <laughs> it's not big pharma, but you know the same. This is how corporate it'll get that they already had packs of Marlboro greens that were joints put into you know, 20 joints in a yeah, pack. There you oh, go. Smooth, smoke it. You know what I mean? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Next we'll have the, the Fred Flintstone sitting back with Barney smoking joint. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, do we really have to move our legs to get that thing to move? Or is there a different way that we can get around? Maybe that's, maybe that's how the motor was invented. They, yeah. <laughs> Fred and Barney were just stoned and didn't want to have to pedal their car. I mean, that you know, that would be really tiring. I mean, think about it. Yeah, I was um, like, "Damn, Dino, that doesn't make okay." <laughs> Dino. No. Um, okay. So, so when we talked about talking about this, and and again, yeah. because I, you know, my my marijuana use is is some, you know, it, I'm kind of a newbie. And, um, but, but I'm a, I'm also a numbers guy and I'm a stats guy and yeah. I like that information. So I started reading about some of this stuff, you know, and, yeah. and I know people get tired of statistics and stuff, but, but some of this really just, it was kind of mind blowing because you know, yeah. why, why don't, why don't we know about this kind of stuff? You know, and, and it's kind of like, I, I think going back to what we talked about with the influencers and all that stuff, we're inundated with so much stuff now. Yes. You know, there can be something really, really relevant that's good for all of us, but it doesn't, you know, did you hear our capital got attacked? Okay. Yeah. I mean, look at the murder hornets, you know, what, <laughs> what happened to those things? Where'd they go? <laughs> right, so, right, right. So a lot of this stuff when I was fine is it, it's kind of mind bending, but at the same time, I can see it's not. It's not, you know, it's not like a an alien landed on the White House and that yeah, kind but, of stuff. Yeah, but you know, which people would just go about their regular days after yeah. that. Oh, that's but, but, so, so one of the things I want, I'm, I'm going to spit some facts here. All right, um, spit it. There was a there was a study. Okay. Um, and it was uh, it was an eight it was an eight year study, and what it did, and and this is purely deaths. Okay. So, and, and this is not. It's just deaths. Okay. okay. So it compared death statistics from the top 17 most prescribed drugs versus marijuana. Okay. Okay. And I, you know, and I, I want to, I want to preface this by saying I'm not advocating for marijuana. I'm just presenting some statistics. So, you know, mm -hmm. take it for what it is. Yeah. Take it for what it is. Um, okay. Number one is in that seven year period, um, with the, like I said, the 17 most highly prescribed drugs, there was just under 12,000 fatalities. Okay. 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 And, and they're, and they're grouped where they're saying, was the drug of, 
of, you know, they'll, they'll list the different drugs. Was it the primary cause? Was it the secondary suspect in the deaths? Okay. okay. And then they did a comparative analysis of marijuana. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. going back to 12,000 or close to 12,000 deaths. Yeah. Do you know how many marijuana was the primary suspect? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. Let me tell you why I said this. Because I'm thinking back of my experience. And I think the worst thing that I ever did or the, the worst physical effect that I had as a result of marijuana was spending like twenty five dollars at McDonald's and eating the in the entirety of that well, twenty five. Marijuana would not be the primary suspect. It would have been suspect. Okay. It would have been suspect. <laughs> okay, so to answer the question, it's one. 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 See, I freaking okay, so out of out of exactly eleven thousand six hundred eighty seven confirmed deaths, yeah, marijuana was the primary suspect in one death. Yeah, it is yeah. the secondary suspect. In 279 deaths. Okay. Oh, now, secondary okay. would be, for example, you got high, went to Burger King, and yeah. ate four Whoppers and choked to death oh, on, a, on a Whopper. Yeah. The Whopper was primary suspect, but yeah. the munchies secondary. would be I'm secondary super- suspect. Oh, hmm. But I mean, I mean you know, that just, that just shows, you know, in that illustration – the stuff that gets pushed out, you know, yes. the, 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 yeah. the white coats have been prescribing for years. Right. Um, it's, it's, yeah. But it, the crazy, here's the crazy thing is I can still, to this day, I can still walk in and feign. I don't even have to feign because, you know, I still have anxiety issues and stuff like that. If I just talk about my regular day, I could walk out with a bottle of pills and, and no problem. And if I pushed probably Xanax. Have you ever had Xanax? I have before, yes, Re- recreationally. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Too- uh-huh. Okay. Wow. You know, and so what was that like? I mean, taking a uh, Xanax for fun? Yeah, it was. It was, So I sometimes I describe it like this, right? So, um, you know, Adder- Adderall was a, a thing that people did for a long time, right? Well, um, yeah, still Prescribed do. for people with ADHD and ADD in order to kind of mm-hmm. level them out. But people were taking them to study and things like that. I think everybody knows that. So for somebody who didn't have ADD or ADHD, it was like a stimulant, mm-hmm. right? So the analogy for me is I I had anxiety. So when I took a Xanax, I was probably normal. Okay. You see so, what I'm saying? So I, I do see what you're saying. But, but because you said you had anxiety, what prevented you from just getting a prescription? I just, you know, that is a great question. I don't know. I think that, um, I, th- I think that I didn't want, um, you know what, when it comes down to, this is so dumb for me to say it because of my history with drugs is that I don't like taking drugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> even now, you even didn't want to make it official. You didn't yes, want to make exactly. it official. Is I the think deal. That's okay. what it was. I didn't yeah. want to have a bottle of Xanax and to, to, to know I had anxiety issues and things like that. And, and to, to the point I've been able to self-medicate successfully and, you know, now I, I'm glad I, I never, I never did cause I could have been reliant to this day on it but right. uh, but yeah that's that's actually a really good, great question i don't know why i didn't I, I i always knew i had yeah i don't know i just i just never thought i needed it i guess 
Well, you you know you needed it, but you didn't know you needed it like, you know, I, I mean, yeah. because if you were using it, you, you see my point? I think at, this is what it was. At I, I can now look back and know that I was self-medicating. I didn't know that that's what I was doing then. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. So I feel like my, my my alcohol and that stuff was as a yeah. result of the anxiety that I felt. But at the time, I was just yeah. Party. Whoa. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And yeah. and okay, so you touched on the eighty the ADH thing, the ADD yeah. thing. So yeah. I, as you know, I am totally ADD. Um, yeah. And you know, I guess you know, I w- I played in a band with a guy that was a doctor. Yeah, and this is twenty five years ago, and we I had a I had a garage and it had a, a built on office and that was our practice area, and so we'd get over there we'd practice and you know I was the drummer and you know there was always stuff going on and I would have a computer close by and when we were in between songs I would jump over on the computer and I would I'd be doing stuff like that and then we when we go back to playing and stuff and I didn't do it all the time but I mean I was always busy. Yeah, and I wasn't hyperactive, but my mind was always going. Yeah, and I and I remember the guys like, "Hey, uh, do you mind if I do you mind if I bring something up to you?" And I said, "No, what you know?" And we knew each other; we were friends. Yeah, he says, uh, "Have you ever have you ever thought about getting treatment for ADD?" <laughs> I'm like, well, no, I I, I guess I haven't. Why? <laughs> he goes, "Well, I just you know you're pretty distracted." Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, I just, you know, you know, and I, I was a little put off at first because I'm like, what, you know, what do you mean? What do you, you know, but, yeah. but then, you know, I, I talked to my wife yeah. and I'm like, what do you think about this? And she goes, well, that's yeah. just the way you've always been. You know? Yeah. So long story short, I did get medicated. I tried it. Really? I tried Ritalin and, okay. and I went into my, my family doc, um, who's not, not the same guy as the guitar player. And, and I, you know, I'm a pretty good size guy. I'm, uh, two two fifteen. I was about two twenty five then, and he gave me a, a little starter dose, and I think yeah. it was ten milligrams of Ritalin, which is nothing. Right. And I remember I I went back to him in a week, and I said, "You got to cut my dose." And he's like, "You cut can't. <laughs> goes, you can't cut that." He goes, "There's no way you can even feel it." And I go, "No, nah, it's it kind of makes me anxious a little." And he goes, "Blair, there's no way." Yeah. And I I insist. I told him. I said, "I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm sensitive to this stuff." Yeah. So I mean, so he did cut it, and but I had a, a terrible time getting used to the, you know, it was like, and it wasn't a stimulus or a stimulant to me because the thing, what you read about ADD is true. Uh, Like for example, I can drink coffee at night. I can, I can drink coffee before bed and go right to bed and it doesn't do anything for me. So it wasn't that it just jacked me up or anything. It, it just caused this kind of anxiousness that I didn't typically have. So it, you know, and I, I felt like I, I owed it to my, my wife to at least try it. You know, and I thought, well, maybe this will make me more productive or whatever. And and I I did. And that started this years-long relationship with ADD meds um, that I was on and off. And, and I, I would never take them consistently because right. after a while, I just didn't like it. And, yeah. and I, I would do this, cost, this kind of cost-benefit analysis and say, well, I don't know what it's really helping me, but it it makes me and, – and another thing I noticed is I was less creative. Interesting. Um, and some people would say the exact opposite. They say, you know, you take Adderall, you're just like, oh my God, you know, I got all this energy. I'm so creative. Right. For me, it was the opposite. So, so, you know, and that was what I said, 20, 25 years ago. Um, 
And I will, I, I finally talked to a doctor and this is years ago too, this is probably 10 years ago. And I said, listen, I, I want to have a prescription of ADD meds, but I want to be able to take it when I want to take them. Cause there's, there's certain situations where they do help me focus. Right. Okay. okay. So it, it, the, the term is prophylactically, right? You, you're taken preventatively. Yeah. And, and so, and this doctor was cool with it. And so, and that's, and that's what I do. So if there's a situation where I've got to buckle down, like when I was a department head at the hospital, I had to do my, my books for my department. And that was seven, eight hours of crunchy numbers. And I definitely needed it for that. You know? So, I mean, I, I saw the benefit, but I, it's not something, and it kind of ties in with what you said earlier. I didn't feel like I needed it daily. And I certainly don't need it daily for what I do. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be honest, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but I've, I've often, cr- um, credited my ADD with the reason I'm such a, a multi, you know, versed person, you know, I do a lot of different things and, and I like it that way, you know? Yeah. So the idea of being on a single track and just focus on one thing, you know, to me, you know, is not very appealing because I like variety. And you, know. you probably, and I, th- I think that, and this is true for a lot of people before ADD and ADHD kind of got this, this, uh, um, I, sh- I shouldn't say uh, mass recognition, let's put it that sure. way. You know what I mean? That it kind of became a staple and then re- people were realizing that they had it and this is a real thing that people were learning to deal with it. I think yourself specifically, because in order for you to be able to function, you had to learn to live with it. Right. 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 And, uh, and I think you're learning to live with it and you're in however way you decided to do that when you brought medication into it, you kind of went, well, I've already kind of, I've already kind of dealt with it. And I'm and, well, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, right. And, and, you know, and, and I remember at the time I really didn't want to try the meds, but, but I thought, well, what if it really helps? You right. know, you don't know what you don't know. That's exactly so right. if I tried the medication and, and it just, it just made this giant positive impact on my life, then I would be glad that I did it. And it wasn't the case, you know, but, but I, I feel like, um, for some people and I know AD, ADD and ADHD, um, is, is just like anything else, you know, it, it, it varies greatly from one person to the next, right. You know, and, and it's kind of funny, the ADD, the ADD versus ADHD, um, I always used to say, you know, I'm, I'm ADD, but I'm definitely not ADHD. Right. And then they got yeah. rid of the ADD and it was all ADHD because I, again, I wasn't just the hyperactive kid that could never, you know, like he ate too yeah. much candy, but yeah. the hyperactivity doesn't, it, the way I read it was, it doesn't necessarily just describe physical hyperactivity, but mental. And that part I can definitely agree yeah. on. Yeah. And you know, and I think that I have some of that too, which uh, I think that uh, marijuana is a self-medicator for that as well. I I find myself even now not being able to to ever relax. And I think that that was probably the case um, for me when I was growing up as well. And so I think that that was all kind of rolled into the same search for self-medication. Yeah. And and probably for, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that was a a lot of it too. And, and see, I can, I can see that. I, I don't know. For me personally, marijuana would never be a treatment for my ADD. <laughs> it just doesn't. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. Really? That, that, that's not why I would take it ever. It um, would. Uh, yeah. My brain would shut down. So that shuts down work. a little too much. Is the problem. <laughs> yeah, but, but you yeah. know, again, going back to 
you know, one drug versus another drug. Um, that's a really hard thing to do. And, And I, and that's where I feel like with the marijuana right now, I'm actually, I'm actually glad that it is getting legalized. I am, you know, it, it, it's, it does bring up challenges and it, I know that there's for every yin, there is a yang yeah, and there's true. pros and cons, but I, I feel personally that it is going to be a more accessible and more productive option for a lot of people versus what they're doing now. Uh, yeah, I agree. And even if you look, the, the benefits go so, so far reaching, you know, even for people that have the inability to successfully fall asleep, uh, it's a non habit forming way that people can relax before bedtime and actually be able to get a good night's sleep. I mean, even simple stuff like that. I mean, you, you still have professional athletes that use it purely for the ability to rejuvenate. Yeah. Well, absolutely. But, but I will say though, you, 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 you threw out non-habit forming, but that's not necessarily what they're, what they're saying. They, they do say it it can be addictive. Um, it is addictive. So, but, but the big, the big asterisk to that is when you're addicted to alcohol, you know, getting off alcohol can kill you. Marijuana, it's not the case, you know, but, but there, you know, the studies that I'm seeing Cardin, there is addiction with it. You know, well, I so. think what I've what I've always read, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I've always read was that it's not a physical addiction as much as it, it is a mental emotional addiction. You get you uh, get yeah, addicted. that might I mean that might be. I don't have anything to you know to argue that. Um, well, I, th- what I mean is that 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 would be the reason you don't get the withdraw the physical withdrawal effects like you do with other drugs but you get addicted to the euphoria that is the high. So really what you're chasing then is that consistent euphoria that you kind of lose just like every other drug, you know, you lose the ability to have that uh, endorphin release that you can only get through, you know, the marijuana. So you chase that, you know, you're chasing the dragon. I I read a statistic that said that one in 10, um, I think it's one in 10. So, so basically 10% will develop with long-term marijuana use will develop dependence. Oh, that's crazy. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, but, but the thing is with that though, Cardin, that, that quitting it cold Turkey does not put you in harm's way like alcohol. You know, I mean that, that, that if a person wants to get off and quit using it, they don't have the, the, the severe DTs and things like that with alcohol. So, gotcha. okay. um, yeah. And, and, you know, you, you and I both have kids and so yeah. then you start thinking about, okay, you know, we've, we've dedicated the conversation thus far about you and me. We're adults. Right. Yeah, we are. And, you know, you've got little kids. I've got yes. younger, well, my kids are older than yours, but so, so how does this affect, how do you feel about the drugs with your kids? Yeah, see that that's a great question. Um that yeah, that's a great question. I guess if I guess if it comes down to this, if it was purely a choice about would I rather have my kids drinking or smoking weed? I would uh, I'd rather them be smoking weed. I'll just be honest. Sure. Uh, I think that uh, um, it's it's not as it's not as dangerous. I think that you know I, I don't think it, it has the ability to impair you beyond the ability to function, which I know that alcohol can do. Yeah. And, you know, and, and drinking alcohol too much to excess one time can kill you. I mean, alcohol poisoning can kill. So, yeah, right. Um, I think you'd statistically have to smoke about 2,000 pounds of marijuana to kill you at one time. <laughs> at one point, and, and let me tell you, I've tried. 
and it uh, doesn't work. <laughs> so, so Cardin, you know, yeah. so the kid thing, you know, is is a major thing, and they and marijuana is. I mean, it is a gateway drug. I mean, the, the, the research has pretty much said, yeah, you do marijuana, you're more, you're more likely or more people are likely to then experiment right. with, with a harder drug. Yes. Um, but again, yeah, there are some negatives. It, this is not, this is not just a slam dunk where you go, yep, there's, there's no harm, no foul, nothing. Yeah. But, but then let's, okay. So as a contrast, then we're, yes. we just legalized marijuana. Right. Look at Oregon. Yeah. Let me actually, let me do the facts on Oregon because it, it really is, you just got to hear it the way it actually is. So, okay. so you um, got some facts. I do. So here's, here's the, facts. The, the letter of the law, pretty much of what Oregon has done. Okay. So instead of going to trial and facing possible jail time, a person would have the option of paying a hundred dollar fine or attending new quote unquote addiction recovery centers funded by a million dollars of tax revenue. Um, from Oregon's legalized, regulated marijuana industry. And so that is would be the result of if you were caught with one to three grams of heroin, one to four grams of NDMA, which is the street drug Molly, okay. two to eight grams of methamphetamine, two to eight grams of cocaine. So getting caught with those um, quantities would be a um, $100 fine or attending an addiction recovery center. Wow. Yes. But now, now, wait a minute. So those, so they're not legal. Then they are no, not legal. I haven't, I haven't hit the next part. Oh. This is the non-criminal violation. So anything that you're caught with oh. here is completely non-criminal, which is less than one gram of heroin. <laughs> Less than one gram or less than five pills of MDMA. Less than two grams of methamphetamine. Uh, less than 40 units of LSD. Now we're getting into the psychedelics. Right. Less than 12 grams of psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms. Less than 40 units of methadone. Less than 40 pills of oxycodone. What? And less than two grams of cocaine. All oh. of those are non-criminal violations similar to a traffic ticket. Wow. So, so what, I mean, you know, that we could honestly, we could watch for hours on that. So here's my thing. Okay. Here's my thing about what you just read is, okay. So, so when, when, when I was raising my kids, uh, my kids have seen me drink. I don't know that my kids have ever seen me drunk. And if they have maybe, maybe once or twice, it wasn't sloppy, you know, just right. drunk, you know, I, and I can't even remember an instance where they saw me drunk, but, but I, and, and one of the reasons or the reason that that's the case is I always wanted to model to my kids that, yeah, you can drink appropriately, right? You, yeah. you can drink and control your alcohol consumption, right? And, yeah. and do it responsibly. Right. I guess that's the word is responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would do the same with, with marijuana because I, I don't, you know, I, I feel like that is, again, I'm, I, for me personally, I categorically yeah. compare marijuana and alcohol, you know, to each other. Sorry. I know you make a good point, but all I could do is, is all I can picture is you with your kids on the couch, just, you know, lighting, <laughs> lighting up a bong and being like, hey, look, kids, look at your dad. See? Look, you want to be like me. Okay. You want to be like your dad? 
Well, Come but, on. But you know, hear me out. So I I feel oh, I like know. I can I can ingest or or smoke marijuana. Yeah. And and exhibit the same thing I did with alcohol, a a uh, a controlled use of the the drug. Yes. Okay. I can't do that with heroin. No, no, you can't. I can't do that with cocaine no, and Molly. No, no. You know, sit down, kids. We're all gonna have some LSD and I'm gonna show you how to handle it responsibly. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, you you can't those you know, and, and so here we, we've talked about stereotyping these drugs and all this, and I'm going, yeah, but that's but, all the drugs you just talked about to me are scary. Right. They, they, they really are. I agree. I agree. And, and you know, you got to, so you have to read a little bit further into it. So the, the, just because I was in the exact same boat, but just to make sure that we have the whole picture here, right. that currently as it sits, one in 11 Oregonians is addicted to drugs. And there's nearly two deaths a day from overdoses in the state. Now, that's just out of context. I don't know how that relates to the rest of the nation, but um, the the way it was presented in the article, I read that this was way higher than normal, right? So I, wow. I think that there the state is already dealing with this mass amount of drug use, and they're trying to look for ways to curb it. And uh, their whole thought is is that if we can decriminalize this instead of putting these individuals into the legal system, hopefully. We can, um, through these sure. drug recovery programs, yeah. force them into rehabilitation. I shouldn't say force, but help them to be rehabilitated as a for, as opposed to just making them criminals. And when you see that argument, I think you 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 kind of go, okay, well maybe they're as yeah. a state, quote unquote, are up against yeah. the wall. But still, forty pills of oxycodone. I mean, you're looking uh, at yeah, that's just. At, 40 units of LSD, a, a gram of heroin. I mean, how much does it take to overdose on heroin? I don't know, man. You know, the <laughs> only the only thing you said out of that list that didn't scare me was the psilocybin. Because I, I have, okay, full disclosure, I have tried mushrooms a few times. You have? I, yeah. And I got to say, yeah. okay, and I'm just, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. Out of everything I've done, Marijuana, alcohol, whatever. Mushrooms were by far the most fun. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling just remembering. It's been 25, 30 years ago. Or yeah, five, yeah. 25 yeah. years ago. Right. Uh, but but it, it was just, it was a completely different experience. And it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. So, um, and you know, and I, I guess in my mind, and I specifically remember this, at the time thinking how bad this can, you know, how bad can this be? You can go to Washington and just pick these little guys. Yeah, okay, yeah. It can't be that bad. Yeah. Okay? And so, yeah. So, you know, I, I hate, I really hate, I, it, it almost sounds like I'm just, you know, um, to, to group my friends, the mushrooms in with uh, meth and cocaine and heroin. It's, it, you know, it, it seems a little much, you know, you already know how I feel about it. In fact, I think the rest of, uh, there's a, there's a, let's put it this way. There are a lot of different places right now that have psilocybin conventions where oh, yeah. people come and they're treating, and this is, this is evidenced and scientifically backed people that have had no, um, breakthroughs with a clinical depression for long terms, we're talking 25 right. to 30 right. years, have been able to come to these conventions and after doing what they call microdosing over the course of a weekend are seeing effects that have corrected their depression for upwards of six months out without any other medications required. 
Yeah, you know, I've read, uh, obviously, the LSD and psilocybin, and there's another drug, too, that's related to psilocybin. It's, they've been doing this, yeah, and what you're saying is exactly true. Um, you know, the thing is, I would do it. Just from, <laughs> not to get corrected, I you yeah. know I've read about these people that they'll yeah. go under the right environment, they'll do yeah. LSD or mushrooms, right. and they have these life-altering experiences, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. And and I'm not talking about just you know where the the paint starts to walk off the wall and people right. grow a third nose or a second right. nose. Or I'm talking yeah. about these profound, yeah. deep religious or spiritual connections and experiences. Right. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I think I'd like that. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Um, you know that I've had a, a drug background. Yeah. My, my mushroom experiences is, is, was profound. <laughs> I mean, there was, I think I, I only did it a handful of times. Um, <laughs> one time was terrible because right when I, uh, basically right when I ingested it, somebody played a really cool trick on me and they're like, Oh, you got the poisonous ones. Oh no, you're gonna die, man. Oh no, they the spare in your brain. Yeah, exactly. And that's oh, that kind of carried on for the rest of the night. But another experience was <laughs> I I was I I had found myself into this like really safe space. It was like my you know, my room at the time, and I'm a tidy person, so everything was like where it needed to be. You know, I felt really safe. I knew exactly who was in the house. I had like the lights kind of turned low and then I had a fan that was going yeah, so essentially, essentially what I had created was a little, uh, a little, uh, sensory deprivation chamber for that myself. Awesome. And you, I'll tell you what, um, I, I still think back upon that experience and there was some, there was some revelations that took place with me and myself in that room. Well, just yeah, and to me, that's what it would be about. It's, it's, yeah. you know, again, I'm, I, I always, I mean, I consider myself to be a very open-minded person yeah. and to have this kind of um, spiritual experience, and I don't want to say religious experience, it'd be spiritual or something, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I, why, you know, why wouldn't you really? And, well, yeah. and I guess the, the big thing is I don't want to be a hypocrite and I feel like, uh, you know, I, I feel like you and I are kind of on the same page with this with drugs um but i i, I guess i, I want to be kind of protective about you know some drugs are not not like the others and and i think it's true you know i really do i i i don't i think it's a huge mistake to lump them all together and i think every every drug especially when you start talking about marijuana and and mushrooms and things like that there's a reason you you, you take them you know, there, there is a, a particular reason other than partying. I'm going to take partying off. The, yeah, off I agree. The, yeah. You know, this, this kind of, this kind of desired experience. And for me personally, um, yeah, the, the mushroom trip would be, yeah, I, I'm going to, that's on my bucket list. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's not even just you because now these conventions and these centers are popping up all over Oregon right away. And these have only been legalized for, you know, for how long, not very long. And it's already happening. So do you think Oregon's just going to become our Amsterdam? Uh, yeah, you know, we we kind of discussed that a little bit. I think it will. I don't know how it couldn't um, because people, even even regular Joe Schmoes like us that are having this conversation that now can say, well, you know, maybe we should just drive over to Oregon and have this experience that we're asking for. Um, think about uh, what that will do um, to the state. 
Um, I, I think that it will become like that. And I think that people like myself, cause I'm just saying from experience, I would be moving out of Oregon. I'll just be honest with you. You'd be leaving. I'd be leaving. Yeah. I'd be leaving. I would not want to, um, raise live in Amsterdam, raise my kids and in, in, in Amsterdam. No, I, I don't think I would. And I think it'll be hard for it not to turn that way. I mean, less than 40 units of LSD. I mean, just, just some, some of these numbers of how much you can walk around with now legally is, is mind boggling. What do you think? You think it's going to turn that way? Well, I, yeah, I mean, um, I know people and if, if you can go to, um, a place in the United States affordably and have the kind of experiences we're talking about or more so. I mean, we're, you know, I feel like we're, we're pretty G rated. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think there's people that will plan a vacation around it. Uh, you know, they, they just, well, we're, you know, we're going to go here, we're going to go here and then we're going to just get wasted for four days and <laughs> right. it's yeah. gonna be the best time ever. Yeah, exactly. And we won't take any pictures cause we're going to be out of it. But, um, but you know, yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I guess it, it, I, I almost kind of feel like Oregon's this sacrificial lamb. You know, we're just going to have to see how it turns out. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're right, especially to the party aspect. Look at your two grams of cocaine, legal, less than five pills <laughs> or less than one gram of Molly. That is the party drug legal. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know how it couldn't turn that way. Wow. Oh, great. Look at, oh, what is, oh, 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 oh. Oh, God. Oh, what just walked in. That was a monkey oh. moment that just came in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I... I'll humor you and, and I will acknowledge that that was a monkey, but you got to work on that. Either that or we're going to have to find a pre-recorded monkey. Well, that whole thing was the, to, no, I just think some voice lessons. <laughs> I think, I think some animated voice lessons, you know, to, you know, yeah. It just sounds like you're just, you got well, hit from behind or something. And I think that what I want to go for is more of a, an orangutan. Uh, which is, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell that. Yeah, yeah I'm no monkey noise expert. Okay. Anyways, okay. Right. What's what's the time? You're monkey. If there was a okay, so if um you um had the ability to make one um of these mini drugs that we've talked about legal, but everything else was illegal, no more use. What would be your your legal drug? You, okay, so you can pick one. Adam, so this is like cigarettes, well, alcohol, includes everything? Cigarettes, yep. Includes okay. cigarettes. You get alcohol. one vice. One, yep. You know, uh, it, it's, oh, it, okay, it'd have to be marijuana. I, I can't throw mushrooms in there because, I mean, I'd like to, but I, yeah. I just feel like, you know, you can't do mushrooms on, you know, mushrooms might be something you do like once or twice in your life. You know? Right. You can't right, be right. profound experiences multiple times a week. No, um, so I'm, I'm going to say marijuana. Yeah, I, I will. I, I will say because, because of what we talked about, because I, I see it as probably out of the others. It, I feel it's the most beneficial and most benign. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. What about, what about I can, you? I you? You get to pick one. Uh, you know what? This is, um, I'm going to go mushrooms. <laughs> but I know, I know, but I, the more that we talked about it, let me tell you why. Because 
I <laughs> I'm trying to picture a society where everybody's on mushrooms recreationally. I know, but picture where people aren't drinking. So here's my thing, right? <laughs> I can go, if I'm not like thinking of it or in the social settings, I can go weeks without drinking. No, no issues, right? Sure. Sure. You already know how I feel about marijuana. Yep. Probably wouldn't go back into it anyways. Uh, I definitely don't, you know, smoke. So that takes a lot of it. And it's not like I'm going to be like, well, methamphetamine, maybe we should go that way. But if <laughs> I, you know, in my head, the way that my drug use is now or lack thereof is that maybe once every six months or once a year, if it was one of those um, situations, okay. sure. you're, you know, you can do some, some magic mushrooms and, and ride um, and do that, you know, I think that I would be more prone to doing that than just kind of having a beer occasionally. Okay. God, I okay. think so. Yeah. So, so let me throw a scenario out. You have your buddies over for the Super Bowl, <laughs> and everybody hits the rooms. <laughs> hey, did you guys like those buffalo wings? <laughs> you want to know what was in the magic sauce? <laughs> so, what kind of scenario is that going to be? What? what, what? What kind, of, what kind of Super Bowl party? Yeah, one, word, one word. Nobody knows. Agitated men on uh, mushrooms. Uh, the best super party ever. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I. Uh, you know, we obviously we could go on for a long time. We've 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 been at it almost an hour and fifteen yeah. minutes, but I, I think it's a great conversation. Um. In a, in a great subject. I, I mean, it, it's just something that obviously we're going to see more and more of, and you better yeah. get used to it. And and I feel like, um, you know, as a society, um, we need we need some some complete revamping of our medical. You know, you know, and I feel bad because I've uh, you know I worked in medicine for years, and I've got my wife is a nurse. I've got several friends that are doctors. A lot of those guys, the good, the good doctors are in a very hard position. Yes. Um, that, you know, because of the, the, the narcotics and the opioids and benzos yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And it makes it hard for them to do their job, you know? Yeah. And, and, and there's always the fear of liability, especially in the U S you know, all doctors are always afraid of getting sued for stuff. And now it's, it's gotten so much worse. And <clears throat> I feel like, you know, whatever tools that they can get at their disposal to help them, you know, do their job and, and treat people, um, and, and actually be able to do it with a clear conscience to know that they can prescribe something for their patients that they really feel is beneficial and the risk of harm is not so high. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta be a huge plus right there. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree because they are between a, a rock and a hard spot. They really are. I mean, and especially you don't know who's coming in and being legit. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and who's not. And the, this drug the seekers. There's a lot. Yeah, of exactly. yeah, you don't know. I think that, that this is something that w we need to do. We need to mark this date because uh, I think in, in one year we need to return and, and see what's sure. happened. Absolutely. And take a look at some of the, the data that started to come out of Oregon, but also just uh, revenue in Montana and just how it's looked at the first states. And you know what? How many will be on the initiatives coming up? How many states are, you know, are turning the tides as well? Right, right. And and we can we can we can have a uh, um, a summary of <laughs> of, of any <laughs> excursions to uh, or uh, Oregon we've had maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't really know how else to put that. Any, any camps? Yeah. I'm, I'm no, going yeah. to fly. Yeah. Yeah. I drive. It's beautiful. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we podcasted the whole time and it ended up being six hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be that would be funny. Well, um, okay, buddy. Like usual, the, a great great chat. Very nice to to sit down and talk with you and or yeah. talk to you, I guess. And yeah, yeah. So um, uh, great one. And uh, I guess we'll call it a night. We'll call it a night. Yeah. I think All right. That's a good topic. Yep. Okay. Well, good night, Carden. Good night, Blair. <laughs>